0: Welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it.
1: Good afternoon. I am going to discuss some more about discernment, um, discerning some things right now, so, one second. You know, one of the things that is the privilege of humanity is that we get to be governed by the Spirit of God. You know, I think that um, it's really important to understand how God governs. God does not govern like America governs. Agreed. Yes. And so, you are made up of three parts, and it's really, really important for you to understand how your three parts need to be governed by God's three parts. You know, let's let's be educated Christians. You know, let's just don't. If I can educate you, then every wind of dark doctrine that goes by won't throw you off. Have you ever been thrown off for a time period? When, you know, you had a little something happen that you didn't understand or, I mean, think about how, you might just stay that way the whole time. You, just think about everyone has had those periods of time where you got thrown off by different things, right? Yeah. How many of you have ever been hurt? And how long did it take you to recover from that hurt? Think of one hurt. And how long are you still hurting in that same way? Maybe some of you, but see, how long did it take you? Well, see, your ability to be restored back to love is means that part of you got governed by God. Because wow. yeah. yeah. yes. God's government is a government of love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and so the enemy's government is he deceives through things that we feel like we're owed and that's his government is a government of victims and so when we live by a government of victims then no human can ever solve it and we look at everything that happens in life through the eyes of we're really wanting payback is what we're wanting and I mean like trust me There's not a movement. There's not a human being. There's not enough welfare or food stamps or some sort of something to repay you. There's just, it does not exist because the repayment you're looking for is from a a different government. And when I can, you can really embrace the uh, discernment gift a little bit bit better if your governmental system changes. So I think I mentioned it on whatever day I talked last. I don't even know. Is this Wednesday or Sunday? This is Sunday. Um, That there are four types of spiritual discernment in operation right now. And I mentioned that the first one, obviously, is the Spirit of God. One of the ways that the Spirit of God activates discernment is through our um, allowing the Holy Spirit to be the governor on earth of of my life. In other words, he dictates, it says that he is like a wind, and it says that the Holy Spirit blows away, I think I learned it in the King James, the way it listeth, isn't that it, isn't that the word? Anyway, I think it is. Anyway, that's not a real word for us, y'all are like, what's that (laughs) The way it wills, the way he wills, he he can't turn himself off. See that's the thing about God is I don't want God to change. Right? So if the Holy you you do believe that the Holy Spirit, when you wake up, he's he's actually been on the job all night. And so he infuses you with dreams about instructions for the next day. If if I if I get caught up in my dreams that just scare me, then I'm not using the spirit of discernment with the spirit of God. I'm using the spirit of discernment with the demonic spirit. So, so the spirit of God is one, the, obviously the spirit of darkness is one. So where did the spirit of darkness start? Now, remember whenever God created, I believe it says in Genesis that, he didn't call the darkness good. Okay, he separated it and he said, let there be light. So he knew darkness would need light. Darkness isn't a power, it's just the absence of light. The only way darkness has power... So think. let's think of it like this. So in the created world, God created the angelic host. In my opinion... And I know everybody didn't agree with me in here on this, but my opinion, the angelic host is, are, is the army of God. Yeah. And God sends out instructions to the angelic host what to do on the earth. Yeah. That's what I believe. And they are under his rulership. Yeah. It's Jesus is the general. Yeah. And yes. how and and depending on what I am willing to steward on earth. He will send helpers on earth for me to steward and manage. If I can't manage me, I don't need a lot of angels to manage me. If I want to take some territory, I'm going to need some hordes. So if I'm not going to do my purpose and I'm not going to take any spiritual territory back from the enemy and I just can't even manage getting out of bed and having a shower, I don't need a lot of spiritual activity because I'm not—I mean, this is just my belief. You don't have to believe this. So, I so the angelic host doesn't need to accompany me because I'm not doing anything. Right. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Does anybody want to believe like me? Yeah. Great. Yeah. We can go far if we agree. If we don't, then you just dropped off. Anyway, so when he created that, then then the. The third of the angels that Lucifer deceived, how did he deceive them? What happened to him? What was he? He he became prideful of what? Of humanity. Right? His pride was, I want humanity to worship me like they worship God. That's pride. Have you ever wanted something to be done for you? Like you just felt like it should happen this way. You just feel like people should treat you. Come on, let's be honest. You just feel like people should treat you the way that you think you should be treated. We That, that is the epitome of pride. Because what person wants you to be the determiner of their actions? Now, you know, we can learn in boundaries. Am I messing y'all up already? Because I feel like feel like some of y'all are already freaking out well it's true though we can't control people so if someone's not going to love me and be good to me and be safe to me I need a boundary against that person. I can't manipulate them with my need and and how victim-like I feel to make them change their behavior. They would have to do it because they love me. They would have to do it because they see value. They'd have to do it because that my relationship with them is valuable and this is what I need. No human being should be mistreating human beings, but they do. Why? Because of pride. Because they're doing the very thing that Lucifer did. They're saying... I deserve this worship that you're giving to somebody else. I deserve treatment that you're giving to somebody else and I deserve it in the way I've decided. And so he was able to deceive a third of the angels. That tells you how good he is at deception. That's why we need discernment. Okay, well, listen. let me ask you this. Who's more... Who is better at being a spirit, the Holy Spirit or Lucifer? The Holy Spirit. Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit wasn't created. So this this entire third of deceivers have nothing on. on the Holy Spirit. He can point it out. He can strip it off. He can show it. He can do anything. But on earth, I have authority. He gave it to me. Jesus gave it to me. Remember the keys? That's authority. He gave you authority. Now, see, we're messed up with authority because we think authority is over humans. He didn't say, I go and I get the keys and I give you authority over all human beings. Because He knew our wrestling match wasn't going to be about humans. We don't know that. We think our problem is other people. That's why we have to make a movement so we can all collect together and say, we are all against all the people that are against us. That's a spirit. Let me just, can I just say it flat out? Every single movement on the planet is a demonic spirit. Because they're trying to get the need met through an alternative measure other than the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying they don't have a legitimate need. We're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the way in which we go about getting it can't be through manipulation. It won't hit the target. And so since the Bible clearly states you don't even wrestle You don't even fight, you don't even bicker, you don't do any of that with humans. In fact, anything you're doing like that with humans is just a sign that you're immature and jealous. Why can the demonic persuade the human heart? Because the human heart was made to follow. That's why we don't teach our children the true and living government of God. They will follow. Yep, yep, yep. They will follow anything. What will they follow? The thing that looks like from the deceiver would meet the most needs we have. Wow. And he's so good at deceiving, it takes us years. So weird, isn't it? When you look back at things you were deceived by, you're thinking, how long? Why did that go on so long? Why? Why does it go on for so long? Because the deceiver is good about hijacking time. Listen, because this weird thing happens. There will come a day when you get to be a certain age, when you've been deceived for that long, you'll say, I've missed it. You will. That's why if you're hearing me today, this is the time to turn (laughs) because it's a Kairos moment to give you understanding about how the spirit, the government of darkness works on the earth. I have authority over it. When you switch your authority about being over darkness versus people, you will have victory. And see, the spirit of darkness loves to twist. That's why there's so many spirits. I mean, I could name you some. There's the political spirit. What does the political spirit do? What was the example in the Bible of who had the political spirit? Pilate had the political spirit. What did he do? Who else? Huh? Yeah, the Pharisees. What were they doing with the political spirit? What does the political spirit do? Does anybody know? Well, all of these movements are that spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because right. they're trying to create a sect around an identity. Yeah. Right. A group of people around an identity so we can identify. Have you noticed that there no movement solves any problems?
0: Come
1: on. Come on. Yes. Hold on, take you a minute to wave. Let me think. Why? Because their motive, their origin, their heart yeah. has no power to change anything. Right. And guess what you are? You're a chief problem solver on the earth. Yeah. Yeah. So if you hook up with something that's not going to solve a problem, you're not going to solve the problem. Yeah. That's good. My that's good. Yeah. Really, I mean, if you're hung up right now, just look at whatever movement you believe in and really ask the Holy Spirit to dissect it for you. We're not talking about that there's not injustice in the world. Sure, there is. We're not talking about that people aren't hurt. Sure, they are. We're not talking about that there's no needs. No, we're not talking about that. I'm just talking about the way in which we go about it. When we partner up with a deceptive solution, we will receive a deceptive answer. In other words, it will not solve the problem. Let's actually identify the real problem, and guess who has an answer? You do. You have the the Holy Spirit is trying to work through people on earth. We're here to solve problems. We're here to make wrongs right. We're here to heal. We're here to be powerful. We're here to shepherd. We're here to lead. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And so if the deceiver can just come in with a little bit of an offense, I know some people that have been offended for 3, 10 years right here in this room. I'm just like How long do you want to hang on to that? I mean, I know it's shocking. Some people are actually offended at me in this room right now. How can that be? I'm so nice. (laughs) Because my theology bumps up against your victimization, I refuse to be a victim. I refuse in your presence to let you be a victim. You are powerful. You live from this point of victory. And so uh, the other spirit that's at work on the earth is our human spirit. Now remember, there's three parts of you, right? What are your three parts? Body, soul, and spirit. Did you catch spirit was in there? What's the difference between your soul and spirit? what do you get? Is is the does, does it does people know do y'all know that there's a difference between your soul and your spirit yeah. Yeah. does everyone think they know exactly what that is <laughs> there's where we're weak <laughs> you've got to know the difference between your soul and spirit and flesh okay it's easy to tell what our flesh is right yeah. It's got some skin on it yeah. that's easy right yeah. think just think with your Holy Spirit mind for a minute because you have one what's the difference between your soul and spirit? What are the parts of your soul? Let me help you. Okay. Can you delineate between what's your spirit man? So is your spirit man sad? Because where is your spirit man? Are you a Christian? Where's your, Where's your spirit man? Where's your spirit man? Where at in heaven? Where at? What are you doing? You're sitting with Jesus. Do you see your literal spirit man sitting there right now? How many can see right now your spirit man sitting in heaven? It's really important that you open up this part of your imagination. Your spirit man sits in heaven. Where's your soul at? It's here on earth. It's a good delineation. Let's just go with that one. That's a real simple one, isn't it? Which one is trying to get the other one to get saved? Your spirit is trying to save your soul, man. So how does it do that? It talks to it. It says you're partnering with the wrong government. Yes, you can drink all the pop you want. Yes, you never have to brush your teeth. But when those two things collide on earth, because you're part flesh, you're going to rot out your teeth. Right? So transfer that to other things besides pop. You can do anything you want. And you live with other people that can do anything they want. If I don't have a message that compels people to change in my presence, if I'm not powerful enough to say, not in my presence, you can go hide it. Under a bushel, boo. But you're not gonna do it in my presence. If I'm not that powerful, then I'm actually creating with the deceiver an environment that it can live. Wow. 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 And we stick that, Well, I don't want to be mean. Which is meaner? Am I is my spirit being satisfied right then or is my soul? Is it my victim soul or is it my powerful resurrected soul? And are my emotions resurrected or not? See, because, see, then the point of all of this is to align so that my actual emotions get used by my discernment gift. I would give us a, well,. Probably a C minus, as a whole. There's a few of you who are A plus students that your emotions, but no one's a hundred. You know where you are, don't you? Come on, be honest. Don't you know where you are? Come. I mean, let's let's don't act like we don't know. But don't you want to be at a little higher level where your emotions are actually under the control of the Holy Spirit? So when he blows, (laughs) so when he listeth, then you say, I'm equipped. I'm ready. I'm not offended. Listen, he can tell me a lot of stuff. He can tell me a lot of stuff about me. He can tell me a lot of stuff about you. Because why? I'm not offended when he corrects me. See, when I get to where I'm not offended that He fixes me, then He gives me the power to help you change. Yeah. See, if I can't change, I can't give change away to you. Wow. That's really all the Holy Spirit is trying to do. He's trying to use a gift that He gave you of discernment of spirits to say, wow, they're shaken. Is that the Holy Spirit? Are they afraid? Or is that the demonic? Now, I propose you it's really easy to see that. You have to check yourself to see how easy it is. Now, think about it. The Holy Spirit, I love this. He's the manifest Shekinah glory. What's that? What's Shekinah? Let's just go with the highest of highest of highest. Right? What is glory? It's the goodness of God. So the biggest, baddest goodness (laughs) of God that becomes into a movement, a manifestation where I can see it. So wouldn't I rather have a movement of this amazingness of the goodness of God versus the amazingness of the spirit of darkness? How does the spirit of darkness manifest? What's this number one key? Fear. Fear. Listen, fear runs rampant through this earth. Even when we pray. Pam's trying to teach people to not pray from the seed. If I had chairs up here, from the seed of fear. God does not do anything with your prayers when you pray from the seed of prayer. Quit praying from the seed of prayer. If you don't know how, I mean from fear, sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <gave me> <laughs> praying from the seat of fear then nothing happens I have to pray from the seat of love and the great differential is, is that God is love so he responds to the language of the son which is love maybe it'd help you to say God doesn't speak the foreign language of fear would that help you some? So when I'm like, Oh God! Can't you see? I just want God to respond. No, I'm not even looking at that. Of course He can see. Can't He see at all? Why are you asking Him that question? Why me? Why are you asking Him that question? Quit asking God why questions. It's all from a seat of fear. And see, since... I have been introduced to the Holy Spirit. I think Cece said it the other day about, isn't it crazy how Jesus made it pretty clear, I don't need to read; keep reading scriptures every week, that He was leaving the Holy Spirit for some, a really important job. Right? And He was leaving a way for us to know that we were filled with Him. So we didn't have to question it. I get all kinds of people Seriously, y'all, think about this. If I stand up here and speak in tongues, I get all kinds of people say, well, I don't know if I believe in that because she didn't interpret it. I get that all the time. Welcome to my world. Just because we're ignorant doesn't mean that we don't get to believe. Right. You see, it's really important that we have an answer for why we even think like we think. Why we even believe like we believe? Because the Holy Spirit said, I will fill you with a language you don't know. Why would we separate those and say, well, I want all the goodness of the Holy Spirit, but I don't know if I believe in speaking in tongues. Why? Because sometimes the problem that you have is only going to change when you learn to speak in tongues. That's the groaning of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever had that happen to you yet? Where you're, where he just, something happens and you're like, I just got to pray. I don't even know what any English would do here. Got nothing here with English words. (laughs) Right? If only we knew more than one language. It says that, It's the inspiring, ecstatic state of prophecy. This is the spirit of, this is the Holy Spirit. Ecstatic state of prophecy. Inspiring. That did not sound like doom and gloom to me. Listen, how could the Holy Spirit be the animator of you and the one that breathes into you and then in any way be doing something bad on your behalf? Right? If he's shaking something, it needs shaking. Right? If he's disciplining something, something needs disciplining. Because he has a trajectory for you to reach. Why are we so against it? It says it is the unction function (laughs) propelling a prophet. To give instructions or warnings. I'm giving you a prophetic warning today. What spirit are you discerning through? It's always available to discern with the Holy Spirit. Listen, if you haven't learned to let your emotions be governed by the Holy Spirit, you're going to have some work to do. You can't do it alone. Turn to your neighbor. Say, quit trying to mature alone. You can't do it alone. Why can't you not do it alone? <laughs> <I'm trying. laughs> That's your baby right there. That's a little bit. Why can't you do it alone? You can't, see it. can't smell your own breath. Can't see it. Your justifier is bigger than your Holy Spirit. And it needs to be retrained. Listen, think about any of you have had kids. Can you tell, kind of the nature in the little kid? At what age you think? At three, you got the three. What'd you get? Three. Do you know? Okay, she gave me. Don't 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 ask me. Um, (laughs) We begin to see a nature, right? And what is the nature of a, let's just say, got to have my way kid? You got any of those? (laughs) Do you have any that are more cordial? Or they all need to have their way? Yeah. So which one's easier to parent? Why? It's a T word. They're teachable. They're teachable. They're not right fighters. So ask yourself, what age did you become a right fighter? You're welcome. That's where teachableness got injured. Because you didn't have anybody in your life that was a greater teacher than you were a right fighter. Can you see it? And so now the Holy Spirit's introduced himself. He said, come, all you who want to get rid of right fighting, I could name you in this room, and I'll give you rest. Because you can't rest and be right as long as you're a human. Now, I know know you're trying to be right because you got hurt, but see, there's just going to be a day where you have to give that up to follow the Holy Spirit. And the sooner that you can teach your children, hey, I know that you think you're right, and you can say, but I think you're really hurt. You know, how long does it go until we, we come to the end of what? What does it say about the prodigal? He came to the end of what? Oh. Himself. Yeah. Dad didn't change. Bro didn't change. They didn't sell the family farm. He came to the end of himself. Now wouldn't it be greater if we just came to the end of ourselves ourselves? I'll wrestle with you, won't I, Moo? But wouldn't it be greater if we just chose it today? Come on, you know who you are. If you just said, I'm just, today I'm just going to stop trying to get my needs met that way. And I'm just going to choose to come underneath the leadership because he will lead you. Just read Psalms 23 in the passion for the next month. He will lead you to this blissful state of life. Now, those of you who have been teachable your whole life, you're probably trying to be more powerful right now. You're probably like going, "Well, I left my power down because I wanted to make sure I was cordial. Right? And of course, you know, you know, I'm just giving you other relationships you may have done different things in. But at the end of the day, God wants us all to be led by the Holy Spirit. That looks different on everyone. Because your sensitivities, your emotions, your personality, your giftings, your the, the way that you interpret things through the government of God is just different. But the goal is for us all to walk in that place where I'm here to solve any problem that comes up. we got enough people. I, this is what I say. It only takes four people to solve every problem in the world. That's why there's four kinds of personalities. Wow. So it only takes four, kind, four people wow. on any given situation under the unction of the Holy Spirit to solve any problem. Because wow. the solution is in the Holy Spirit. It's not in how smart you are, how much education you have. It's not any of those ways. Yeah. I love it. It says he's also a warlike energy wow. with executive and administrative power. Do you need any of that? Yes. Where do you need executive power? Mm-hmm. Yep. Over your soul. What is executive power? Why are our souls so big and right? What are they doing? What's our soul doing? Cause our spirit man's going, Stop Sorry. That's really what I'm saying. What what's going on with our soul? Come on, give us a solely lesson. So everybody needs to go to Sid Woe's RC class on souly. She said, Have a little why? You know what Sidwo teaches them in there that a lot of you adults need to adopt. She's got little cards in there, little yellow cards, little red cards. And she's got a little reward out here. And you know, what's the reward? A piece of candy? I don't know. Some little random something? Something we can afford. <laughs> really? And so every every day, every service, she's like, okay, we've got this government in here. This is how this government works. Don't you want to imp- implement this in your life as adults? This is how this government works. There's a reward for you. But if you can't control your soul, you know what? She says people who have never been here before, she just gives them this little rendition. It's not even a week or two. A couple services. They're list right there. They have the ability to control their soul. Just all of a sudden, just magically over a stupid piece of candy. That shows you how much power. Come on, I'm trying to tell you how much power you really have. You need some colored cards? We'll get you some. Get you an accountability partner that's not a pushover. Right? Actually make a goal that you could achieve in this next coming week. Let's, let's li- literally ask that the government of our hearts be changed to the government of the kingdom. Yeah. I like to think of it like this, that the Holy Spirit really governs my soul. Right? Jesus kind of governs my flesh. Why? Why do we need the Holy Spirit to govern our soul? Have you ever been sitting somewhere and you wanted something to eat really bad? And the Holy Spirit went. He just—he's real subtle, isn't he? Or you just wanted to say something. Have you ever just? all oh, you clear. Just wanted to say something. Just wanted to say something. The Holy Spirit's like, have you ever felt him? I mean, maybe you're just seared him all up and he can't even, his arms bandaged and he can't move it, but, right? He kind of gives you, have you ever got that little indicator? And what do we do with that? Do we reject it? See, every time I reject that and I go ahead and act, I get a different experience than what I would have gotten if I'd yielded. Right. And I can I just tell you, if you're gonna be a yielder to your best friend, your soul's gonna have a lot of nose. It's gonna have a lot of nose. It's gonna feel like it's in, it's gonna feel a little tight in there. Like you're in a little straight jacket. Listen, just think right now if I ask a question, who in here would be mentored? over their entire life schedule and let someone come in and tell you that's not a good choice. That's the that's the ultimate goal of the Holy Spirit. If we won't even let humans do that, the Holy Spirit has a really hard time getting in there. There's so many times that we just say, well, the Holy Spirit said, and I'm like, I don't think he said that. He's not hard to discern. He, he equipped you to discern him. And he's given, I listed all the time all of these great things. It says he's not a depersonalized force. It's all about relationship. They're, all the things that we need come from the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Now, the, the other realm that is going on is the angelic realm. I mentioned it with the demonic realm. Since the demonic realm fell in rebellion, Remember that little priest guy, I loved him when he said that about when you remind the demonic realm of what they gave up, they cry. Are you there yet? When the demonic realm comes to visit your house, do you know? How do you know? How does anybody know? There's no peace. Fear. Fear. Disconnection. Huh? Get cloudy, confused. So since I don't wrestle with people, then the sooner I figure out if I'm wrestling with the people, if I'm wrestling with a person, how quick do you realize that's a spirit? Five minutes? Five years? What do you got on that? Anybody? Do you never... How many realize that if you're actually fighting with a person, it's a spirit? I like like to say to people, I like to say, this isn't us. This is not us. You can say that right away. This is not us. What is us? We're We're governed by the Holy Spirit. Our three parts are governed by God's three parts. Is there any room in there for conflict? Right? If you... If you identify the spirit, that's what discernment does. Yeah. It identifies. Oh, Cece and I right now are on, are on the Leviathan spirit. What is the Leviathan spirit? It twists, it twists words. It's like it. It puts a choke. Yeah, it puts a chokehold on you. Yeah. Yeah. They say that it looks like a, one of those big old crocodiles with those four-inch teeth. Wow. Not how big that is. Anyway, they don't grind. They just clamp down they don't let go and they twist well so when you think about have you been talking with anyone recently and felt like your words got all twisted up and you're like whoa i didn't say that right oh i no i didn't say anybody that's a spirit that's the leviathan you can name them all if you want to but see if i i've got i mean my personal belief is i've got to come up with all these names because it helps me to be aware, to identify it. But if I just know I don't wrestle with people, if I'm wrestling with people, it's a spirit. It's just a good rule to make. Yeah. That's good. And I mean, I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but I'm also saying that if I'm going to be governed by yeah. the three parts of God, it should be simple because right. we're just sheep. Right. So he didn't make such a complex coded You know, highly educated, figuring out what is going on. No, if no peace, it's not God. No love, not God. Conflict, bad. Enemy, (laughs) let's go back to caveman days. Conflict, bad. (laughs) Fighting, bad. (laughs) I propose that when there's fighting going on, if you would, how many we mentioned it before, but how many get really, really, I'm, I'm personally can get really affected by fighting. So it's kind of like a little injury and I don't like it. I don't like it. Right. But see, if I am not careful, I will blame that person and I'll judge them for not being, having more self-control. Anyone been there? Beautiful. That's what we're talking about. Can you live in peace even if someone else has no self-control? Is that possible? Are you sure? Are you sure? You mean your peace isn't contingent on other people's activities? See, if we don't know that, then we will spend and exhaust ourselves to death to get someone else to change. Don't you just want everybody to change just like you have and be just like you? Don't you? Don't you want everybody to be just like, gosh, you're just so evolved. You're illuminated. You're bright. You're shiny. If everybody was just like me. No, listen, we're all in process. If I am any bit controlling, I'm the most immature of us all. Because I literally think that might work. <laughs> I do. I keep doing the same activity. Just louder. More ways. Get more people on my side. Come on, everybody. Let's point our finger at this when it's the Spirit. And if if you want to have this discernment gift operational, you have to do it with the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm going to tell Shudi. Shooty's not very good at electrical, but she wants to be so bad. I mean, like, it's a weird desire that I would just give up because, I mean, and she's even thought about going quitting her job at Desiree and going to electrical school for some reason. Like, what are we going to? I don't even know what we would do with that. I guess she would go to work for some electrical company, right? And so it makes her really ticked when she can't work out an electrical problem. And she's got a sidekick that when they're together, it's guaranteed they're not going to work out the problem. And so then Hero Sidwo parachutes in with all of her bruises and sprained dangles because she doesn't know how to ride on her rollerblades. And she had to inform me the other day I bought the wrong one, so it's clearly an equipment failure on my part. So just saying... We're all working on something right there. I just pointed all out for them because they don't know. So I walk into the living room yesterday, and Shudy is up, uh, twelve feet on a really tall ceiling, and she's—I can tell she's—it's something on her. It's a spirit. What is that? Identify that spirit. It's the spirit that she's stupid. Now, see, she's she's identified with him before. His name is Sam. Sam, the stupid one. And see, if she's not careful, it'll rob her. Because we were about five minutes from going to write this song. And I just took her by the shoulders, I think. And I said, Listen, listen, this is not a thing. We go take a shower and wash that off. It is not a thing. Because, see, if she's not careful, she will elevate. This thing that she's just decided she wants to do. We don't even need her to do it. it. That it is so big. I've got to accomplish it. Come on, y'all have all done this. I've got to do it. I've got to accomplish it. I've got to be. I've got to master it. And the people all around are going, no one cares. Stop wanting it. Have you ever felt that way? Stop wanting it. We do this with relationships. I'm just telling you. I'm really helping you if you... And and I'm and I'm saying it's a distraction. It will distract you from the thing that you're meant to do. Yes. Come on, Tisa. Yeah. And see that's how that spirit works. See, if we have I just walked in, Cece helped me, but she said, I think something's going on in there with the shoo-shoo. And like like it was, she, she, didn't know what it, she didn't know for sure it was, but when I walked in, I could feel it. I could feel Sam was in the room. Got a third player in here. And, and you know, the funny part about Sidwo is that she wanted to tell on Shooty, and she wanted to blame Shooty because she wouldn't come down off the ladder. But then Shooty was not letting her on the ladder because Sidwell has a spring foot. You see, it's a perpetual cycle. It never would end. <laughs> Someone's got to step in. <laughs> Poof, kick Sam out of the room. Yeah. And she's like, she hurt my feelings. I said, well, you can either live by these hurt feelings today when clearly Sam's in the room. Are you with me at all? Think of your own. Can you translate to your own life? We get so fixated on things. And then the enemy loves that. He arranges your life to intersect that all the time to keep getting that offense going more and more. And, and then all of a sudden, she's mad at her. She won't let her get on the ladder. She, did, All this stuff is going on. And I like, oh, oh, oh. Yep. Yep. It. it happens. Yes. See, I bet if I dissected her and I went back to the moment that she partnered with, well, I can't let Sid get on the ladder. Now, the funny thing about it was she actually had done it all perfectly, but the breaker had flipped and no one knew it. So here comes CC skipping into the room. Skip, 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 skip. Hey, does anybody know that the refrigerator is off? And I just lost it because I knew that was connected to the refrigerator. So it had nothing to do with whether she did it right the whole time. The whole time no one even thought to check that because we knew we didn't wire it right and it had no power the whole time that's what the enemy does come on Mendel that was a golf clap but that's okay no it's too late no it's too late no it's too late now
0: I'm just going to share a quick little animated um, a way of looking at it that Tisa actually shared with me last week about the difference between the soul and the spirit that I thought was really helpful. She said the soul is what kind of moves. It has motion and choices and stuff, of course, but the spirit is what animates the soul. So we could actually, going back to the RC class, because I know Sidwell has a literal puppet, right, for solely. So Soli is a puppet, but her hand, you know, goes in Soli and acts, shows what Soli does. So it's the spirit that's driving our soul to act in certain ways or to right fight and all that stuff. And so this discernment of spirits, again, is so powerful because I think most of us did not realize that we were dealing with a a dark spirit, an evil spirit, because it was just part of life. You know, like if we didn't go to R.C., when we were kids, (laughs) you know, we said, well, it wasn't there. So it wasn't there when I was born. I don't know if you know that when I was two or three, I didn't have training. I didn't have solely training like that. And so then all of that got shaped for us in a way where we weren't told, Hey, you're operating with fear. Stop it. We were just told, stop it. Or we were just given a consequence, and then we're like, okay, well, fine. Well, I still want that thing, but I don't want the consequence, so we'll choose one thing over another. But all the while, there was something driving us to act the way we were acting as kids and on into our present day and adult life. And so I just wanted to reemphasize the importance of this identifying a spirit. And it's something, like she said, that we will all be in process with for forever forever. I just recently identified another way that fear had influenced and animated my soul for like several years. And I would have said I've known that, you know, fear had a target on it in my in my life for several years now where I did not want to partner with fear. But the cool thing is, it's the Holy Spirit that will reveal those things to you when you can't when you don't see it yourself. When you don't recognize what is happening, you can ask the Holy Spirit, what is operating in me? There's, an, I think it's in John 17 I read, I won't, I won't pull it up right now, but where it says one, he says, Jesus says again, one of the um, aspects or functions of the divine encourager is what he calls him at times in the Passion Translation, is that he will expose sin, So, and of course we know sin is what separates us from God. So you could say sin is what separates us and reroutes us away from what the Holy Spirit is leading our spirit to do. So that's, that's sin. So the Holy Spirit will expose sin in us. In other words, the Holy Spirit will expose what spirit is actually driving you in a moment. So it's a really great practice. Even if you at first don't know, like if you think, nope, I mean, I had this this thing the other day that um, I was like, well, I hear that you're saying there's some sort of pride, but I can't find pride. I can't identify where pride is an operation in my in my life and my thinking at all. And I just got on my face and I said, please show me. Just please show me if you just ask with a sincere heart, sincerely ask, then he will show you. And the beautiful thing about that's the difference between conviction and condemnation, you know, is when the Holy Spirit reveals to you, it's like he just got candy. You just got the reward in R.C. Even when he's showing you something that might condemnation would say was bad, and would leave a bitter taste. It actually feels relieving to identify with it. And then like in this, my personal experience, the last couple of weeks, I, I recognized it. And I just immediately, because it feels good to know that I know, okay, well, I just repent. I repent. I turn away. I break my partnership with that. I don't want to do that. It's so simple. And then what comes next is amazing because you may not have even known how much that thing was affecting you. But all you have to do is believe him when he tells you. And you repent and say, I break partnership with that. And you begin to live out the freedom of being breaking partnership with that. The things you didn't even know were being affected, you suddenly start to realize, oh, wow, that felt so much easier. You know, I always struggled with this task. I always struggled in my mind with that kind of conversation. And now it's suddenly so easy. And like, oh, man, that thing used to trigger me. That thing used to really set me up to argue with somebody. And then suddenly it has no power. And it's all because of you. Just you repent of the one thing he tells you, the one thing you let him show you, and so the Holy Spirit, the divine encourager, exposes those things in us, and it's actually in an encouraging way, which is incredible and awesome. And then that life of freedom, that life of of joy that is available to us and another verse in john 17 i should have pulled all this up um, but I've, just, I've been on it lately but he says that you can ask the father and you can keep asking the father for anything you want and your joy will be limitless your joy will be limitless so i just partnered my faith with that the other day i just partnered my faith and said well I, you know, I, I hadn't even thought to pray for this one thing. I hadn't even thought to ask the Father for this one thing. But I'm just going to do it in faith because it says it right there in the Word. And so I asked the Father in faith, and I tacked that onto it that my joy will be limitless in this day. My joy will be limitless today. And so I took a problem that had been really overwhelming and discouraging to me the night before, and I asked the Father, "Help me with this today. Help me with this today." My joy will be limitless on this topic today, and it was. It was. It's amazing what happens when you just listen and heed what he says and partner with what the word says. And so I just want to thank you, Holy Spirit, for for that aspect of what you do for us, that you expose the very spirits within us that we have unknowingly partnered with. I thank you that it's your mercy, that you're, it's your heart of a merciful and loving father who doesn't want to condemn us for the things we've unknowingly partnered with, but just wants to reveal it to us so that we can make a choice to live in freedom. I thank you for your sweet, sweet spirit of conviction. I thank you that we can call your spirit of conviction and encouragement because it's empowering and it uplifts us. So I thank you for who you are. We will never stop praising you. We will never stop calling you holy because you are always revealing new aspects of yourselves to us. And we just can't help but cry, holy, 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 because you're that good. You are that good. And you live in us. We get to partner with you and experience you in a personal, tangible way on this earth in this life right now, not just when we get to heaven someday, but this life right now, we can have limitless joy of partnership with this holy, holy, holy God. So we thank you, Papa. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. I just use my authority right now to seal this message up. I say there is new joy released today, there is new hope released today, there is new authority released today, there is new power just with a simple truth that has been spoken today. I seal up all the hammer statements that Tisa made today that was just solid truths, solid truths delivered up to us and made available for us to ingest. So I seal that up today. I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would continue to work in the way that I know you love to, to make this personal and applicable and a truth that we live out, not just a theology, not just a concept, but the reality that we live from. So I thank you for that today. And we love you. We love you. We love you, Jesus. And it's in your mighty name we pray. Amen.